and welcome back to the Bass Patrick Podcast, where we talk everything sports news, sports related, NFL, NBA, MLB, NFL, week 17 is upon us, final two weeks here, final two stretch games for these teams to make the playoffs, we'll see who gets in, who doesn't get in, we got a lot of teams on the fringes, we got the Jets, we got the Patriots, we got a few AFC teams that need to uh, sure up some of their spots coming into week 17. We have Broncos news to get into. We have a little bit of Eagles news to get into. A little bit of everything. Uh, there's been a benching in the NFL that I don't agree with, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We have the Derek Carr benching in Las Vegas. And I'm going to get into that because we're going to start there today mainly because I think it's the most disrespectful thing that I've seen in the last two days. Derek Carr has an amazing quarterback rating. Derek Carr came into the league in 2014. Okay, he had a 76 rating that year. Went to a 91 the next year, 96 following year, 86, 93, 100, 101, 94, and 86 this year. To throw this on Derek Carr, because that's what you know McDaniels is going to do, is simply the stupidest thing that the organization, the owner, the GM, they can allow to happen. Look, Josh McDaniels has had time after time coaching opportunities. And he's always gone back to New England. This right here doesn't surprise me when it comes to Josh McDaniels and his ability to coach an NFL team. I mean, let's be frank. Derek Carr has done more for that city, more for Oakland, more for... Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. I believe he's helped that transition from Oakland to Las Vegas uh, substantially. The guy has three Pro Bowl selections, and you know he comes from an NFL family. His brother played wasn't as good as him, but he has a 62 to 77 in his career. Now it's not great. It's not a great win percentage. Not it's not the the record you kind of hope for when you see him in his quarterback career. But I will argue that he's with the Raiders. So you have to take into account, you have to take it with a grain of salt, that record. If he'd have had a capable team, and then this year they finally give him a receiver. And he's had good receivers in the past, but he hasn't had Devontae Adams level. So this year they finally give him Devontae Adams level receiver skill position. And look what happens. They instantly lose faith in him after one season. After you're in one of the tougher divisions, which has kind of played uh, out to not be one of the tougher ones. But going into the season, there were a lot of expectations. And they, they were shaky off the start, but but think about it. If you're going to bench Derek Carr, at least bench him after a couple seasons with this head coach, after he's been in the system long enough, because by benching him while the head coach is fresh in the first year, this is obviously Josh McDaniels trying to flex and honestly saying he wants to bring in another quarterback. So... The fact of the matter is, I just think it's the most disrespectful thing you could do. Um, it says he stepped away to avoid distraction, but we, we all know that th- they want to move on from him, <laughs> and they they want they want a new quarterback. So there's gonna be he's gonna be on the move. He's not gonna be a Raider next year. We could see him land in a multitude of teams. He could land with. New Orleans, they need a quarterback. Seahawks, they need a quarterback because I believe Geno Smith, even though he is good, he does have a ceiling. So I believe that uh, the ceiling 
for Derek Carr is just a little higher. He has a little more uh, potential in him than, let's say, a Geno Smith would. Now, it's not taking anything away from Geno because he's, a you know, turned his career around this year and played great. But to just blame Derek Carr for this season is one of the most lazy arguments you could possibly do. You can't sit there and blame this guy. He's too good. He's too been too consistent over his career even though his win-loss percentage, it, it, it doesn't add up. That That's not the point we're trying to take away from this. We're trying to take away what he's done for that organization. He's given it the stability. As a Commanders fan, I've seen too many quarterbacks come in and tried to help us and give us stability only for us to move off of them way too quick to not give them a chance. I mean, look at Tua. For how Tua has looked in the past few games, four games, yeah, 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 it's not great. Maybe... You know, they need to regain plan, come back in next year, they'll be better. But if they were to have moved off to a, with within one year like some people wanted them to, we wouldn't have seen this progression. I think you need to give guys at least a couple years. I'm not for giving them one year, at least a couple to three years, a few years then. Like, I, I don't think that's too much to, to ask if you're trying to build stability within your organization. So Derek Carr being on the move just proves to me that the Raiders aren't ready for that next step to be, you know, just a drama-free team, just like the Browns had the opportunity to be. The Browns, though, they just chose to revert back and be what they were, chaotic. Signed a guy who hasn't played in a couple of years, <laughs> saying we're a Super Bowl team then. They're not. I don't. They're not going to be a Super Bowl team. It's just fact of the matter. And so I don't understand why some of these teams have to revert back into who they are. My team does it too. It annoys me, and I just think that the Raiders made a huge mistake. Somebody's going to benefit from Derek Carr. Somebody's going to benefit, whether it's New Orleans. I'm trying to think who else needs a quarterback. Gosh, New Orleans, Seahawks. You know, we don't really know what's happening with the Jets. He could move on to the Jets, I suppose. I don't think, you know, Zach Wilson's definitely not the guy there. Joe Flacco's not. Mike White's not. So there, there's there's opportunities around the league where you could go in, and somebody will want that stability. So hopefully Derek Carr can, you know, get back on his feet after this season. I know Devontae Adams is going to be mad. Devontae Adams got to be mad. He left Green Bay to go play with his guy, and it's been reported he supports Derek Carr. Be very interesting to see what happens if they move on from Derek Carr. How does that affect Devontae Adams? Will Devontae Adams? <laughs> Will he want to stick around or will he want to, you know, sit out, kind of protest and go to another team? We could see that happen, and I don't blame him, honestly. When you bring a guy of Devontae Adams' stature in and you have Derek Carr and you know that he came there to play with Derek Carr, if you're the head coach, you support Derek Carr no matter what. You say, lead this locker room. But, you know, Josh McDaniels has done this before. He is not a great head coach, in my opinion. When you have opportunity after opportunity to prove yourself as a head coach, and it just doesn't work out, it definitely 100% is on you. So hopefully everything gets worked out, though, and Derek Carr moves on to a better situation, and uh, you know everyone's happy. Speaking of everyone being happy, there are not a lot of happy people in Denver um, this week. The Broncos had to go and fire Nathaniel Hackett, uh, not even getting through one year as the head coach. So he is on the market now. He will probably end up as an offensive coordinator. I don't hate the move. I think they, I think the whole thing is a bad situation. We're going to try and dive into this bad situation and just talk about how it started, how it progressed. They trade for Russell Wilson. 
first off, they hire Nathaniel Hackett. So we got to start there. Nathaniel Hackett's hired. So the consensus is now, looking back on it, because we didn't understand it. We, you know, I think people kind of understood it back then. Um, and there was kind of the rumblings of it, but nobody really took it seriously that they hired Nathaniel Hackett so they could have Aaron Rodgers come in and be the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. They were trying to lure Aaron Rodgers there, mainly for the fact that, you know, old offensive head coach, Nathaniel Hackett likes him, Aaron Rodgers likes him, they get along, they vibe. So we're just going to go ahead and bring in Nathaniel, and then Aaron Rodgers is going to follow because he's unhappy in Green Bay. They were not planning on Aaron Rodgers mending fences and staying in Green Bay. They weren't. So what do you do? They were expecting Aaron Rodgers to come. So now you're sitting there with this head coach who's an offensive-minded head coach, and you're the Walton family, and you just bought the Denver Broncos. You have a lot of stock in them. You have, you have a lot of, you know, you're hopeful. You have a lot of optimism. But now you're in this situation. You brought in Nathaniel Hackett. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to follow. What do you do? Well, they panic. They hit the panic mode. GM hit the panic mode. He instantly calls Seattle. Says, hey, I'm going to give you two first, two number ones, a fifth, a few players. Gave him Noah Fant. Noah Fant's one of the highlight spots of the Broncos the last few years. Great tight end uh, out of Iowa. You trade all that. P. Carroll was on to something. P. Carroll knew it. P. Carroll saw Russell Wilson this past year. He played good and, you know, pretty well. Yeah, average stats. But there was something off. And P. Carroll saw it. You get a call from the Broncos, a desperation call. You're sitting there. And they just offer you the farm. And you'd have to sell it. You didn't have to, you didn't have to say, this guy's playing great. You didn't have to sell anything. Because desperation will always win out in panic mode. Will always win out with some of these NFL franchises. They'll always revert back to that. They'll always overreact. There's somebody desperate for the job. GM's desperate for the job to impress the owners. He'll pitch it to the owners. This is a great plan. They bring in Russell Wilson. They have Nathaniel Hackett. They have a good defense. They think this is what we need. This is all we need. Let's do it. We're going to, Nathaniel Hackett's putting his offensive plan in place. Russell's going to learn it. He, he's happy to be in Denver. Everyone's happy. Let's give, and not only that, the GM turns around and give Russell, gives Russell Wilson $240 million contract for like five years or something like that. 161 of it's guaranteed. $161 million. You just gave up everything. All right, you're all in. You pushed your chips all to the middle of the table. As a GM, you're saying, this is it. I'm all in. All in or bust. I've hitched my wagon to you, Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, this offense. I've signed you to a big contract. I've given up the future. This team is ready to compete in the AFC West, and we will be on that same level. Until they weren't. Until you watch that first game where the Seattle Seahawks were in that first game and Nathaniel Hackett chose to do a 62-yard field goal instead of giving it to Russ. And the... <laughs> Play clock management from Nathaniel Hackett was atrocious, and it was for the first few weeks. And then you turn around, and you look back at that game, and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. After watching that game, I don't blame him for not wanting to give Russ the ball. Russ actually looked terrible. Also, I didn't see Russ over there yelling at him to give him the ball. This is my old team. Let me go get this win. 
do I know too much about this guy? I gave up everything for us with the GM. I had to be thinking. Little time goes on. Things start coming out. You hear, let's ride Broncos. You hear the optimism in Russ. But things start happening. One thing after the other happens. Well, some of the players don't like him. He's not really relating to the players. He wants his own office. Parking spot. Wait a minute. There were these issues in Seattle? You start hearing things if you're the GM. That doubt. The panic creeps in. Creeps in over the weeks. Creeps in to the point where you're with this team and you are one of the worst teams in the NFL and you have one of the better defenses. All of a sudden... All of a sudden, Nathaniel Hackett's panicking. All of a sudden, Russ doesn't know what he's doing. All of a sudden, the team doesn't know who their leader is. They don't like Russ. They're throwing their helmets. They're pushing each other. All of a sudden, Mark Rippon's in for a little bit. All of a sudden, Russ is hurt. All of a sudden, he plays great, but then everything goes bad again. And all of a sudden, you are panicking (laughs) these final weeks of the NFL season. And what did you do after having a terrible game? You know, I don't blame you, but why do it this late? You fire Nathaniel Hackett out of panic. Here you are now. Don't get me wrong, the Walton family's rich. Uh, They'll they'll just pay Nathaniel Hackett whatever Nathaniel Hackett was owed. It's not like like they're sitting there worried about $30 million. They're richer than any of the NFL owners. You know, Walmart. (laughs) They got money to blow. They don't care. It's a cap league, so you're going to be stuck paying Nathaniel Hackett his contract forever how many years but they, they don't care it didn't work whatever we got another head coach this is the this is their first rodeo and the gm needs to be fired because the gm is the one that went to the table with the owner's money with all the owner's assets with the team assets and said i'm pushing them all to the middle of the table i'm all in uh the team's all in yeah yeah they're they're all in if it works great i get the credit if it doesn't work you know, I think the GM's shocked he's still there right now. I think he's shocked he's still there today <laughs> after everything he did. He's saving grace now. He hit the panic mode. He had to fire Nathaniel Hackett. And now you're left with Russell Wilson. Let's take a look at uh, Russell Wilson's stats, shall we? Because this is very interesting. And the signs were there last year. The signs were there. Let's not forget, he had a good year. You know, normal, normal year. Stat-wise, last year he had a 100 rating. I've never seen a drop-off this terrible. Not a 100 rating, excuse me. Yeah, he had like a 103 rating. I've never seen a drop-off. He had 3,113 yards, 25 TDs, 6 interceptions, 103.1 passer rating last year. 2021. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. (laughs) But if you watch some of those games, there were little, you know, tells, little stuff that happened where... You thought, okay, well, Russell Wilson's good, but also he didn't look like Russell Wilson on that play. Oh, he just made the play. Whatever. All right, let's go into this year. <laughs> In Denver, 2022, new team. 3,000 yards, 3,019 yards. 12 TDs, 9 interceptions. He has a rating of 82. That's a huge drop-off. That's an average rating with 9 picks to only 12 interceptions. <laughs> His QBR for this whole season, all these games, yeah, he's averaging at 82. 82.6. And his QBR for all these games, ready? 101.3, 66.5, 75.8, 124.9, 54.9, 
and then 54.2 in this last game. That's terrible for Russell Wilson. That is terrible for a quarterback you gave up. Two first-rounders, two second-rounders, a fifth and like three players or something like that. You sold the farm. You paid him $240 million guarantee, or not guarantee, $240 million in total, $161 million in guaranteed money. You paid him that. You went all in on him, and you were wrong. He's not the guy. I don't care if you bring in Andy Reid. You can bring in Andy Reid, the offensive guru. There's no fixing Russ. There's none. I mean, think about it. We've seen drop-offs from quarterbacks. We've seen it with Brady, even. You see it gradually. You see even Aaron Rodgers this year. You've seen a little bit of a drop-off, but he's got some rookie receivers, too. We don't know if that's a big drop-off, but you've seen it with Tom Brady. And it's just gradual. You just see little hints of it. And maybe you saw little hints last year, but you never see this big a drop-off. You never see this big of confusion. And I don't blame Russell Wilson's ability because he doesn't have the ability to escape anymore. If you watch him, he's always running. He's always moving. But he can't move fast anymore. That's the difference. He could get away with it earlier on in his career. You saw that last year, too. He just didn't have that burst. And this year, he doesn't have the burst at all. It's not even there. He had it slightly last year. But you just you, you put yourselves in that situation. You are setting your franchise back five years. Easily five years. One situation. One situation as a GM. You set yourself back. Fire the head coach. Now you got to get used to a new head coach. And some people are saying you're going to bring in an experienced head coach. Well, Russ doesn't want that. Russ Russ wanted to cook, right? You let Russ cook, and he burned down the entire kitchen. He burned down your entire franchise. You've set yourself back five years. Trust me, I know. I'm a Commanders fan. Set ourselves back every other year. I mean, we didn't even handle the Carson Wentz-Taylor Heineke benching that right this past week. But here we are. (laughs) So it is definitely a sad day in Denver for Denver fans. There is a lot that is happening. Uh, there's a lot that's going to happen. We'll see what happens with, with Russell Wilson. Um, now it's a run-out-the-clock situation. you got to just get out of that contract. <laughs> and the Waltons don't care. they got money to burn. Uh, this was a failure. I was there when we, in the Washington uh, football team, Washington Commanders, uh, when they had their other name back in the day, uh, I was there when they traded for RG3. It was exciting, right? Gave up like three first-rounders. Two seconds, like maybe three seconds. We gave up everything. Everything. The pick we gave up turned into Aaron Donald. We gave up everything. And it set us back at least five years, at least. So we're still struggling. Um, Denver, I hope it works out. I've seen dysfunction. I've seen, um, I don't think there's dysfunction, but I've seen bad mistakes hinder a team from winning for years. Hopefully it works out. We hope this story that Denver has been writing with Russell Wilson, uh, hopefully it pans out. All right, time for my highs and lows of the week. I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my now. That means you have to know the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. All right, it's time for my highs and lows of the week. And I'm going to kick it off where we just left it. Uh... Nathaniel Hackett and the Denver Broncos. It's my low of the week. Uh, it's just complete chaos, complete dysfunction there in Denver. 
I hate to see it. I hate it for the fans because I know the fans are passionate. They just want to win. You can't have this uh, happen, especially with the franchise in Denver. And you think about the AFC West and what was you know predicted for that team. And it's just a sad ordeal. So that's my low of the week. All right, my high of the week, 60 points, 21-31, uh, 21 rebounds, 10 assists. He had 47 minutes. He played Luka Doncic with that stat line. I haven't seen it in my life, 21 rebounds. <laughs> uh, he has put himself in a, in a different category with some of the greatest performances in the NBA. He's only 23 years old. He's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. Uh, NBA is kicking off, get, kicking into high gear now, I, sh- I should should say. Um Christmas after Christmas always is when the NBA gets very interesting. Uh, so let's kick it off now with my tw- week 17 NFL predictions. Let's go. All right, starting off, we have the Thursday night game tonight, Cowboys at Titans. I have the Cowboys getting the win here, 23-13. They got the win last week. They put up 40 points, I believe, and they, they look good. Micah Parsons has been wearing a wrap around his hand. Don't know what the condition of his hand is. I don't think it'll matter much. Dak in the offense looks decent. Um, I still don't trust the Cowboys in the playoffs. I still don't trust Dak in the playoffs. I think they'll they'll do Cowboy things. They'll just fall apart. I've said that from the get-go. Said it last year was right. I'll be right again this year. Pretty confident. Uh, then we have, so I got them getting the win 23-13 against the Titans. Again, the Titans, without Ryan Tannehill, uh, Titans are yeah, a mess with injuries. So easy win for the Cowboys tonight. Uh, Cardinals at Falcons. I'm going to give the edge to the Falcons here. I believe the Falcons will win 21-17. They'll put up a good fight. Uh, the Cardinals will. So I got the Falcons winning 21-17. Plus Kyler Murray's out. You can't can't win without a you know competent quarterback. The, they have good quarterbacks, but you know nothing special there. All right, we move on. We have the Dolphins at Patriots. I have the Patriots pulling out a narrow victory, 13-10. I have a lot of narrow victories this week. Uh, you guys will notice uh, one point games, quite a few of those. But the narrow win here for the Patriots, 13-10. Uh, the Dolphins just look like a mess. They've resorted kind of to the, you know, Dolphins without Tua. Tua's not playing that well. And to think Tua was in the MVP conversation, this is why I always say, let's give these guys time. We're all ready to anoint them <laughs> MVP awards. we got to give them time. Uh, Patriots get the win here with Mac Jones, even though that offense, you know, that offensive coordinator aren't isn't that great. So, Patriots get the win, 13-10. All right. Then we have the uh, Giants going up against the Colts. Excuse me. Giant. The Colts will go up against the Giants. Uh, Giants will get the win, 27-20. Look, Daniel Jones can only do so much, but he is able to you know, pull out pull out some big games, get a victory. So, we'll see what they can do. 27-20, Giants win. All right. Let's move on. Also, the Colts are a disaster. <laughs> All right, Panthers at Bucks. Uh, I trust Brady in the playoffs more than I trust any of these NFC uh, quarterbacks. I just do. I, I trust him way more. So I got the Buccaneers winning this week, uh, 2019. It's going to be a close win against the Panthers. The Bucks need this game. They need this game. I think, you know, that can't be uh, said enough. They have to have this game to make a final playoff push. They'll win it. Brady will get in the playoffs. It's just what's going to happen. All right. 
I got the Chiefs winning 31-19 against the Broncos. Again, I think the Broncos will put up some good points. I don't think they should play Russell Wilson like we've talked about. Their season is over. Uh, put in, you know, Rippin. We'll see what he can do. But 31-19, Chiefs get the win. Pretty lopsided victory here for the Chiefs. 31-19. All right, we're going to move on. Bears at Lions. Lions look good for a few weeks. Then they laid an egg last week, only putting up, I think it was like 17 points or something. They look terrible. They dropped that game against the Panthers. So I believe that the Lions, though, will bounce back and get the win, 21-13. I think they just have a, a solid team around them. So I got them winning 21-13. Also, Justin Fields, don't really trust him. He's a great athlete. We'll see what happens uh, next year for the Bears. All right, Browns at Commanders. I'm, I hate picking my team because I feel like I'm going to jinx them. 17-13, the Commanders win. They beat the Browns. We have to get this win. We have to make a strong playoff push here in Week 17. These wins are very important. Uh, if we don't win, that benefits the Packers and helps them. So the Commanders got to get a win here, 17-13. All right, we got the Jags at Texans. Jaguars 28-21. Uh, I like the the moxie that Trevor Lawrence is playing with and the Jags organization is playing with. I have the Jags winning this game, 28-21, against the Texans. Texans' season is over. They're going to get a great pick. Uh, you're going to get a quarterback, Texans fans, uh, and you should be happy about that. A couple great ones coming out this year. All right, we're going to uh, keep the train rolling. 49ers at Raiders. We've talked about all of the Raiders' issues, and the 49ers are going to capitalize. Played the 49ers last week. My commanders did. That team is stacked. That team is stacked. They're going to get the win 27-21. Look, Jarrett Stidham's going to be starting with the Raiders, not Derek Carr. They've pretty much uh, conceded this game to the 49ers. Uh, what can I say? Purdy looks good. Kittle, Debo Samuels, <laughs> Brandon Ioku, or Brandon Ayuk, excuse me. <laughs> um, weapon after weapon, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Kyle Shanahan calling the plays. Great organization there. You got Nick Bosa in that defense, defensive player of the year. Uh, he wrecks games. So 49ers get the win, 27-21 against the Raiders. All right, Jets at Seahawks. I got the Seahawks winning this game. Here we go. Close games. My one-point games are coming up. 17-16. Going to be a close fight there with Mike White and the Seahawks, Geno Smith. But ultimately, Seahawks get the win, 17-16. All right, Vikings are going to win 21-20. Vikings go up against Packers. Uh, another close game. It's going to come down to the wire. But I just believe that the... Vikings have the overall better team, and that's not a stretch to say because Aaron Rodgers and that Packers team just haven't been on this year. They've, they've had good moments, but those receivers are young. Aaron Rodgers is being Aaron Rodgers, and uh, Aaron Rodgers can do no wrong in his mind. So Vikings win 21-20. All right, Rams and Chargers. I got the Chargers winning 21-16. 28-16, Chargers win. Uh, even though I liked what I saw from Baker Mayfield on the Rams, I just don't think it's going to be enough against the Chargers. Chargers are putting together a nice little win stretch here. I mean, they're, you know, they're showing confidence in their in their games, which is good here in the end uh, end game of the season. So Chargers win 28-16. All right, we got the Steelers at Ravens. I got the Ravens pulling out the win here, 23-17. I think that the Steelers need this game, but I think it's such a tough inner, you know, it's in their division so it's one of those internal games that each team knows each other so well and i'm just going to give the edge here to the ravens 23 17 all right final game of the week Bengals, uh bills at Bengals. joe burrow versus josh allen two of the best quarterbacks in the rnfl today going at it love to see it 
These guys are next level. These are the matchups we're seeing. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. It's going back and forth. Lamar Jackson's in there. We have a lot of great QBs. I'm probably missing one. I can't even think. There's a, there's another one that's really good right now that's young. Oh, Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the Bengals get the win here, 28-21. Um, the Bengals are a more well-rounded team. Uh, you know, Josh Allen has to be Superman every game. When Joe Burrow has, you know, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, and even though Josh Allen has Stephon Diggs, they rely on Josh Allen to make those plays. The defense for the Bengals, too, I love them. Uh, McPherson, the kicker, they have a lot of swag on that Bengals team. They get the win, 28-21. Guys, there's only one week left after this week. We're in the playoffs, son. The season has gone by way too quick. Those are my predictions. Uh, Right now... Uh, it's okay with how I stand, how my predictions stand. It's nothing great. I went 11 and 5 last week, brings my total up to 122 uh, and 89. So, yeah, not bad. It could be better. Could be way better. So, yeah, some of the stories that we had to talk about this week were, you know, somewhat unpleasant for some of the Raiders and Broncos fans. Hopefully, everything gets worked out again. LeBron deletes a tweet, you know, it said, I'm never not going to get to the playoffs again. Uh, This was terrible. He deletes that. It's okay, LeBron. It's not on you. It's on this team. They're not set up to win. Hopefully he can get back to another championship here at the end of his career. Uh, Don't know if he will, but uh, he's going to pass Kareem. It's going to be great. Can't wait to see it. So that's what we're mainly looking forward to this year. And how about my Washington Commanders? Always doing something to revert back to the dysfunction. I start Carson Wentz. We'll see what happens. I like Taylor Heineke, but we're going to go with Wentz. Wentz is bigger, got a bigger arm, so we'll see. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. This has been Pass to Patrick. Follow me on all my social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that good stuff. Leave a review down at the bottom. Subscribe. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great one, guys.